Hey there, you're listening to the Sunshine Speechy Podcast. I'm your host, Nancy, bringing you all the information you need to know about getting into SLP graduate school and becoming a successful SLP. Join me every other Wednesday as I talk to SLP experts about current research and methods in the field, as well as undergraduate and graduate students and everyday SLPs just like you and I. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a positive review to help others find my podcast. Make sure you don't miss out on additional resources and more by following me on Instagram at Sunshine Speechy. In addition, check out my YouTube channel, where I share even more advice about the graduate school application process, as well as my own experience in graduate school. Today, we're talking to a current graduate student about how she made the most of her two-year gap year before attending her SLP grad program. Let's get started. Sunshine, sunshine. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Sunshine G Podcast. I'm your host, Nancy, and today I am joined by upcoming graduate student, Serena. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, no problem. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, so just to start out, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I am from the southeast side of Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. I graduated from Northern Illinois University with a BS in communicative communicative disorders. Uh, My undergrad GPA was a 3.0. I had a very average for the GRE. It was a 296, so 149 verbal, 147 quant, and 3.0 writing. Um, And I will be attending Midwestern University in Downers Grove, Illinois uh, in the fall. Awesome. For my listeners, I swear I'm not only choosing Chicagoans to be on the podcast. <laughs> it's happening. Literally, I have like three people who are going to be on the podcast <laughs> from Chicago. So I don't, we all just find each other, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so could you tell us a little bit about your decision to take a gap year instead of just starting graduate school right away? Yeah, definitely. So I took a two-year gap year and I knew I needed some time before applying to grad school because I was dealing with a lot mentally and in my family life and it wasn't an easy decision so I want to say that so I hope that the people making their decision for a gap year find this episode helpful. Um, I actually made the decision after doing some mock therapy sessions um, with some psychology grad students for extra credit and it was so eye-opening for me uh, that I wasn't ready for grad school right away. So I finally decided to do a gap year after a lot of crying and a lot of self-reflection. And once I did, I felt like this huge weight just come off my shoulders. And it definitely was my journey at that moment in time. And I also knew that I'm a person who would 100% go back and pursue SLP because it's always been an ultimate goal of mine. And let me tell you, there will be a lot of people that will doubt you. But if it's truly what you want, then you fight for it and you put yourself around the people who are positive and motivate you to do and be better. I love that. Yeah. I feel like, it. I, yeah, hopefully people will find this podcast and it's mm-hmm. always a difficult decision. Everything about this process can be difficult. So I love that you said that. Definitely. So you had a variety of different jobs out of college. I was super impressed with your resume. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about the different jobs that you found and that you worked while in your your gap year and what you learned from them. 
Yeah. So in my two year gap year, I had three different jobs. So my first job was working at Helping Hand. It's a school for children with autism. Um, this is what I deem like my golden nugget job as I was exposed to a variety of disciplines, SLP, OT, PT, ABA, and every single, that was every single day. And um, I helped execute the children's therapies daily. And this type of exposure really helped me in my letter of intent. Um, this is the type of job I would suggest people having if they truly decide that they'll be applying to grad school soon because it gives you that exposure. Um, and then my second job was at Unity Hospice as an administrative assistant. Although it wasn't directly related to speech, um, it revolved around patient care and advocacy, which I thought was really, really important to learn because I worked with social workers and chaplains and really learning that people are going through a rough time and it's not easy. So you definitely want to support them. And it's about the patient. Ultimately, it's not about you and your, how your therapy goes. Right. Yeah. Um, so my third and current job is at a cancer care research lab. To be honest, this job was a little bit more about the pay scale. Um, I am a technician that handles patient samples and gets the proper paperwork together for them to be tested. I also answer the phone, which puts me in contact with patients and people calling on their behalf. Um, I believe this truly is a job where I learned about empathy and not being stuck in a place where you feel like it's just a job and then any seeing patients is just their paperwork. Um, I definitely know that patients are more than that and I want them to know that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So truly just across the board, that's, I love that you worked at Helping Hands, but then I also love that you worked in hospice because a lot of people forget that a lot of speech therapy is done with those older individuals, whether they're in nursing care facilities or sometimes they are in a situation of being in end of life. So yeah. that honestly is a really important experience to have going in regardless of if you want to work with adults or not because I'm sure you'll have exposure to working with adults in graduate school definitely hope so <laughs> yeah, hopefully I know a lot of graduate school <laughs> pediatric based yeah and I'm not I'm not sure why that is maybe it's easier to work with them I don't know yeah yeah I'm not sure either because I know that adults need it as well it's not just children yeah. So you took two years off. How did you decide that it was finally time to start the application process and go to graduate school? Yeah. So I knew that grad school was always a goal for me. I always, especially with, you know, my bachelor's, I knew I couldn't even be a practicing SLP without my C's. In order to get those, I needed to have my master's. Um, and honestly, that value always stuck with me. I want to advocate for people. I want to show them that their wants and their needs are valid and that healthcare professionals care. No matter, you know, it's a nurse, it's a doctor, it's an SLP, I want to show them that. And once I finally decided that this was my time, you know, that I wanted to pursue this and I wanted to make that difference in the world, I was like, hey, let me just apply for grad school. I need to get the ball rolling. And two years was enough for me. I feel like it was time for me to uh, just, you know, start pursuing SLP like I always planned. Yeah. Awesome. So was it difficult applying to graduate school after being in the workplace for so long? Because I know you have to get so, letters from yeah. professors and mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely nervous because I thought it would be, um, I thought it would be really difficult, but I didn't find it to be that strenuous, actually. I 
think honestly the scariest part for me was asking for the letters of rec um, because I was out of school for two years already and I didn't know if my professors would remember me and whatnot. But I just reached out to their school emails or their personal emails, you know, just kind of going online and seeing if I ever contact, contacted them before. Um, and I just asked. And they were both like, oh, of course, I remember you. You know, I'll help you. So just ask. Never know until, you know. <laughs> um, that third, I also asked an SLP that I worked with that helping hand. I worked directly under her for a letter back in. She was very giving. She was very helpful. So, I mean, honestly, truly, you never know until you ask. Yeah, I love that because I think, yeah, there is always this feeling of like, oh, they're so busy as people. They're mm-hmm. like, they're going to be so annoyed that I'm asking this of them. But mm-hmm. it's always important to remember that they're professors or, you know, they're your mentor or whoever they are. So they're most likely going to be more than willing to write your rec. And if not, well, it's a good thing that you learn who they are as a person so that they're not <laughs> the writing your recommendation. Um, right, right. And I think, yeah, I think it's important to establish that relationship, whether it's with professors or with the, the professionals that you're working in, hopefully in a field that obtains or that pertains to SLP. It's important to have those relationships because then, you know, you have people to write those letters of rec because they understand. Most schools understand hey, you've been out of school for, what, seven years, 15 years, you know, things like that. You're not going to have your grad, uh, I mean, your undergrad professors write you a letter. Yeah. So that's another thing that's important for people is a lot of schools will waive the professor letter of recommendation, mm-hmm. especially if you've been out in the field working for three or more years. They'll say, okay, have letters yeah. from your supervisor or things like that. Um, so mm-hmm. that's never... Well, hopefully not be an obstacle for anyone. Yes, hopefully. What's your advice for people beginning the graduate school application process after a gap year? So my biggest advice would be to be resilient. Bounce back. You are strong and you matter. Um, If SLP is truly your calling and your passion, it will happen. Uh, Keep your faith. And if this is for you, then you keep fighting. You are awesome. And I can't wait to hopefully cross paths with you all in the future. So I wish you all good luck. And I manifest nothing but positive vibes for you guys and manifest them for yourself. Um, Just keep working. I mean, if you have to do a couple cycles to apply, then that's your journey and more power to you. Yeah. What a great way to end (laughs) off. I love it. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely started my whole Sunshine Speechy thing for, you know, no aspiring SLP left behind. And I tell yeah. you that if it's, if you truly want it, then it will happen. Definitely. Totally right. And whether you have to go to online university or you have to take the GRE or did you take the GRE? I did. Okay. So I took the GRE. I actually ended up taking it twice. Um, it wasn't far off. The second testing was the scores that I gave earlier. The one oh. before the sorry it's been a long day (laughs) (laughs) no that's okay so I took the GRE twice um that was hard I mean you're studying for that it was hard for me as someone who was out of school for a while you know I can't imagine students that are taking finals or taking midterms and trying to do the GRE I just it was hard for me as you know working a 40 hour job 40 hour a week job um so kudos to the students that are in school um, doing GRE. So yeah, I took the GRE. I did a lot of things to boost my resume as much as possible by working in the field, of course. Um, I was able to pull from being president of an organization on campus, working in a daycare during undergrad. So 
Um, another big piece of advice is show your dedication, right? So even if you're out of school now, even if you do observation hours, if, you know, the option of working with SLPs is something that you can afford, you know, you already have a great job that pays you well, do observation hours, do volunteer hours. I'm sure hospitals will love volunteer hours. Yeah, do things that would boost your resume because it's it's really going to help you in the long run because you show your dedication. Um, so yeah, GRE was another part of the, <laughs> yeah. the problem. Hey, props to you for studying for the GRE while you were working 40 hours. Gosh. I'm only working 30 hours now and I'm just completely burnt out at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, it gets a little overwhelming, but you know, when you know this is your calling and this is what you want and this is what you want to do, you're going to put your full force into it. Um, and I'm just, just, I'm always, I've always been very supported by my family and friends. So I'm very blessed in that way, but I know a lot of people won't have that. Um, so to those people, reach out to me, <laughs> I will support you. Um, cause I know it's hard and just be conscious that this is a competitive field, uh, especially for grad school, but they can see that they see that you're more than just your GPA because they see me as more than my GPA. I mean, I had a 3.0 for heaven's sake. I mean, I wasn't the perfect candidate, um, but I think they saw the heart and the soul that I put into everything that I did. And I think it's what got me in. I mean, not one, but two separate programs. So that's amazing, yeah. you know, and all that. So very, very thankful. Yeah, absolutely. It's, there is no perfect applicant because there are mm-hmm. so many different perfect applicants of what they're looking for. So how can people reach you if they want to ask you more questions or they just want to connect with you? What would be a good way? Definitely. I'm always open to helping people because I mean, trust me, I was there. I needed those videos, little, you know, spark of light just to be like, oh my gosh, this is real. I can do it. Um, So I have my Facebook, which is Serena Munoz. Serena spelled like Sabrina without the B, S-A-R-I-N-A, last name Munoz, M-U-N-O-Z. My Instagram is Elizabeth with a Z, 19.95. And my email is SerenaM42 at Gmail. Again, S-A-R-I-N-A-M like Michael, 42 at Gmail. And I'm totally open to any questions. If you just want to get, you know, get some positive affirmations, I'm totally your girl. Let me know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that you're so willing to help people. Yes, because I was looking for it. So I know I would love to give it to others. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, let's definitely stay connected. And hopefully we'll, we can support each other as we start graduate school. Oh, yes. Anxious about it. Do you know, is your program going to be online or? You know, so we had a meeting. I love Midwestern specifically because they are so involved. I mean, they've reached out to me so many times. They talk about how much they're going to meet once a week and just making sure that you as a student, as a future clinician, that you're being satisfied and that you're, you know, going to have every every opportunity that you can. Um, So they didn't say exactly if we know yet because we do start in September. We're on like a quarter system, so it's a little different. But I'm hoping not because I'm definitely like an in-person learner. But if it's online, we'll deal with it. Hopefully we're not still online for clinicals and trying to be in person because that, that would stink. But yeah. Well, thank you so much again. Sunshine.